change. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the special live radio show with Dr. Joseph Nemeth and Dr. Mark Atrangi. Both doctors are board-certified periodontists with over 25 years' experience in state-of-the-art oral health. They'll be talking to us about the serious connection between gum disease and most of the major diseases of our time. The doctors will talk to us directly about where their research has led them with respect to avoiding these silent killers. They're joining us tonight in this rare opportunity to call in and speak with the doctors directly. And you won't want to miss what these doctors have to say. And if you have a question, we're inviting you to call at 800-859-0957. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to 760 WJR. Welcome to the special live radio show where you can call in with your questions and talk to the doctors directly. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking with Dr. Joseph Nemeth and Dr. Marka Tranji, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. Both doctors are here with us discussing their state-of-the-art clinic and the latest treatments in periodontic care and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases. If you have a question for the doctors on the matters we're talking about tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Nemeth, Dr. Katranji, welcome back. It is a thrill to have both of you here. What you're doing is not only state-of-the-art, but very rare. Because as a periodontist, as a dentist, you're looking at what exists in our mouth and our oral cavity that leads to disastrous diseases. So, Dr. Neal, I'm going to start with you. I've been many times watching patients go through this process where you swab the mouth and then all of a sudden it's up on this 90-inch screen with a million bacteria floating around. What does it tell you and how does it help the patient? By the way, I want to thank you for this opportunity to get the word out because people just don't understand how dangerous and devastating gum disease is. I mean, it can actually take five, six, seven years off of normal lifespan if you have these bacteria and parasites in your mouth because they travel throughout your body. They cause devastating effects, including... Uh, all indications, Alzheimer's disease, that's more recent. We know it increases heart disease risk. Uh, if you're pregnant, you likely have a, a, a underweight child, preterm birth. Anyway, it's devastating. So I've had patients say, well, Dr. Nemeth, I mean, I've had this disease. Is it too late? Because these organisms, these parasites and these bacteria, they've been, you know, I've had this for years. Is it too late. I mean, they've already done their damage. Well, the answer is it's not too late. It's never too late. Why is it not too late? Because, yes, these bacteria, as long as they're in your mouth, they also get into your bloodstream. They travel throughout your entire body. Wherever your blood goes, these parasites go. These bacteria go. And as long as you've got it, they continue to feed into your bloodstream. But, you, but your body has defenses. Your body isn't defenseless. But your body can't do much if it's continually being fed these toxic substances, these bacteria and these parasites. But if you can stop this infection, then the body has a chance to fight off the organisms that are there and at least get a, let's call it a fresh start. So it's never too late. The sooner you get started, the better, of course. But it's never too late because your body's defenses can destroy these organisms, can fight them off 
if it has a chance to do that, but it won't have a chance to do it unless you stop the infection from draining into your bloodstream. Well, I think what you both are doing is amazing. And I think, you know, all the members of my family have been to see you already and they're I'm encouraging them all to go because what I've seen and what I've watched and seeing this test being done and looking at the pathology, the, the bacteria that's in your mouth. We know there's normal flora there, but you also have pathogenic bacteria floating around that cause all these disastrous diseases. And with the incidence of heart disease and the other, and especially Alzheimer's, everybody's afraid of that because that's a death sentence. You're, I mean, as far as I know, you're one of a, a population of almost none, that you're almost a medical dental periodontist because what you're doing, although you're treating the gum disease and killing the, killing the gum disease, but you're stopping an amazing array of lethal final diseases that kill people. And this is what I want to, you know, say about getting the word out because it's very important to me as the patient advocate, the patients know that they need to be, you know, be aware of this test that you do because, you know, if nothing else, whether they have gum disease or whether they don't have gum disease, just getting that done and taking a look at the pathogens that are in the mouth, knowing that you can cure it. What do you do when you discover those deadly pathogens in the mouth? What's the next step? Well, we we can treat that. There are a number of ways to treat it. Uh, one of the ways is to surgically remove the disease diseased tissue, uh, but with traditional surgery, and that's used in some cases. Mostly, I try to do a minimally cons minimally invasive procedure, which is using a laser, and the laser will destroy these organs. It will destroy these parasites, and when the parasites are gone, bacteria that accompany them are destroyed as well. So we just see there's two parts of treatment. I've mentioned this before and I tell this to every patient. I can usually stop the infection. If there's enough one, I can save those teeth. But if the patients don't know what to do and do it, they're going, it's going to come back again. We do half the treatment and we, the patient does the other half, but we don't let that patient go. That patient is our prisoner until we know they're but that's taking good. good care of their mouth. We're very, very adamant about that. And then we check them periodically, perhaps a few times a year, to make sure they know what they're doing, they're doing it properly, so that that gum disease doesn't come back. So we can stop it, but unless you know how to take care of your mouth properly, it will come back. And if it keeps coming back and keeps coming back, you're going to lose your teeth. And if you lose your teeth, then really you're going to have have dental implants, which is what my partner, Dr. Katranji, is like the greatest at. In fact, he just recently completed a very interesting uh, seminar involving something called zygoma implants for people who don't have any bone. And Well, let, let's come back and that, talk, to, yeah, talk about that on the important. other side of the break. In the meantime, you're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show. Both doctors are here tonight talking about the seriousness of undetected gum disease and how the treatment of gum disease can prevent many catastrophic diseases. If you have a question, you can call us at 800-859-0957. Don't miss this opportunity to talk to the doctors directly. 
You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show on 760 WJR. Exactly. Welcome back to the Dr. Joseph Nemeth and Dr. Mark Katranji radio show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight talking with both doctors, both board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They're here with us discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctors, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Nemeth, coming back to you, I didn't mean to cut you short, but you were explaining the process. Well, what I was talking about is for those patients who unfortunately have already lost their teeth or where they can't be saved, uh, and some of the, you know, Dr. Contrangi can virtually always put implants in. And now we have an even new method of putting implants in. I had a patient who came in the other day and she says, well, they, they can't do any implants. I went to the doctor and he said, I don't have enough bone to do implants. Well, that patient may not have enough bone, and usually this in the upper jaw, to do implants normally. But there, there's a technique where we, Dr. Katrangi, goes back to the what's called the zygoma, which is the bone that is underneath the, um, the orbit, the oral orbit, and he can use that as a source of bone to put implants in. That's right. And so, I mean, I cannot imagine a case where Dr. Katrangi would not be able to place implants uh, to rehabilitate these patients. and. It's, it's, really, it's really great. Yeah, so a lot of times we have these patients that come in, maybe they've been in dentures for decades. So sometimes they come in and they've seen other people, and in order for them to get implants, they need bone grafts. They need you know, years of treatment before they can actually have teeth again. Um, and some people just don't want to go through that, or it's, it's sometimes unpredictable. It can be quite unpredictable for somebody to be you know, with very little bone for so long. And so there are ways, there are options for these patients. And, and as Dr. Nemeth is mentioning, um, sometimes we have to go to another site. We have bone in our jaw, and then we have bone outside our jaw. And that bone sometimes can anchor an implant immediately so that we can then place the teeth immediately. So in one day, people are going right back into teeth that are fixed. No longer do they have to go to an ill-fitting denture or something that's just not giving them the quality of life that they might be looking for. So these are things that we can do now in the office. And it's immediate for many patients. And in some cases, I mean, this is life-changing. It is life-changing. I have two implants that Dr. Katranji placed in my mouth, not because of gum disease, God forbid, mm -hmm. because otherwise I shouldn't even be here. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, I had, I had some root canals that failed. And, and at any rate, the, there were two teeth that needed to be removed. Dr. Katranji put implants, removed them, put implants in the same day, and teeth. And then once they took, permanent teeth were put on them. I, 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 I can't even tell you which teeth they are because they're so much like my own natural teeth that they're You don't great. notice the difference. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't notice the difference. And the great part is you never have to worry about getting decay. These teeth never get decay. They good never need the root That's canal. Good point. Implants are, are, are totally great. Well, let me, let me just ask Dr. Katranji while we're talking about this subject, two things that you said that 
sort of struck me that the average audience might not know, and I didn't know, that if someone already has dentures, they still have hope that they can get implants. I didn't know that. Yeah, so what happens when you wear a denture is the bone that's supporting the denture actually starts to dissolve. Mm -hmm. You lose the bone. And in many cases, if you go to somebody who might not be comfortable with these advanced techniques, they might look at you and say, you know what, it's not worth it. There's too much work involved. The truth of the matter is, is for 90%, if not more, we have a solution. We can place implants the same day, and we can place new teeth the same day. So implants and teeth, they go home with the same day in, in a matter of hours. And they can function, they can smile, they can chew. These are things that can happen in a relatively short period of time. So we just need to see, evaluate. We do a CT scan. It's a nice 3D image. And usually within a few hours, we're able to determine and get you set up for a procedure to really give you a new smile, a new set of teeth. And, and you know, even if it takes a while for the bone to attach to the implant, that doesn't mean you can't have a temporary tooth put on that implant so there's something there and then as the bone attaches to the implant you can have the permanent tooth put on where it can absorb a lot of a lot of pressure that's right so i mean implants are really the way to go because if you do, if if you have a bridge instead of implants you have to grind these teeth down yeah that's file right. them down in order to support the bridge and when you file the teeth down you run the risk of killing the nerve or the nerve dying. You run the risk of decay getting under those teeth that have been had to be filed down and they're supporting the bridge. It's just implants, in my opinion, when possible, are really are, are great. We have a couple of calls uh, and some questions. So this is this particularly grabbed me because uh, Pleasant Building. Well, there's. A, I guess this is a building that asked the question. Is that Pleasant Building or Pleasant Bulldog? Oh, pleasant Bulldog. Okay. Anyway, we have a, a question from a bulldog. <laughs> uh, we don't normally treat animals at the office, but we're considering it. <laughs> and the question is, can you perform the pinhole on people with thinner gum tissue? This is really, really interesting. I had a patient in yesterday, as a matter of fact. She came in, and she came in. She said, you know, uh, I was told uh, that I went to someone who did, did the pinhole technique. Uh, she went to at least one person, and they said, oh, no, we can't, we, you, can't have, you can't do the pinhole. Your gum tissue is too thin. Well, that's what, that's what the pinhole is all about. That, the pinhole is all about making that gum tissue thicker, getting it thicker and healthier. So it's particularly important for people who have thin gum tissue. It's definitely an excellent procedure, and thin gum tissue is not only not a barrier, it's an indication, because when you have thin gum tissue, that is the type of tissue that recedes very easily. And with the pinhole technique, we can prevent that recession, or certainly minimize it because that gum recedes, the bone recedes, and you become more at risk for losing the teeth as well as sensitivity and cosmetic problems. So yes, definitely that's, uh, uh, that's appropriate. Uh, so 
Mr. Bulldog or Mrs. Bulldog, <laughs> I hope you are uh, happy with that answer. <laughs> I'm you have, another, answer. You have the, another question? There was one other question, and it says, uh, Hi, Doc, do you recommend brushing without toothpaste if brushing with an electric toothbrush, oral B? Well, as I tell patients, I do not use toothpaste. I don't use toothpaste. I don't use chemicals in my mouth. I try to avoid it because, as I, studies have shown, I'll say this one more time, all toothpaste, virtually all toothpastes have abrasive agents in them, and those abrasive agents can actually cut into the teeth, cause notching, possibly contribute to recession and sensitivity. Those same studies show that if you brush without toothpaste, you will not get that notching, almost no matter how hard you brush. Otherwise, you're, it's like sandpaper, you know, rubbing the teeth with sandpaper, depending on how much abrasive is in the toothpaste. But they all have abrasive. Now, some people may need toothpaste for special reasons, sensitivity, possibly, or, or some sort of bacterial problem. But Basically, I don't use toothpaste, and this is an addendum very quickly. I've had several patients come in with lesions in their mouth. Their gums are sore. They're red. They don't know what to do about it. I said, stop using all toothpaste. Stop using all mouthwash. Use no chemicals in your mouth. Most of these people come back two weeks later, and their mouths, the soreness is gone. They're much more comfortable and something in the toothpaste has created this this response. So well, let's let's come back, Doctor Nemeth, and talk about this on the other side of the break. In the meantime, you're listening to Doctor Joseph Nemeth and Doctor Mark Atrangi, and we're talking about the importance of diagnosing and treating gum disease, and how it can prevent some of the. Welcome back to the special edition of the Doctor Nemeth and Doctor Katrangi Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here tonight talking with both doctors, <clears throat> both board-certified in periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They're here with us tonight discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and the relationship between gum disease and many systemic diseases, from cardiac disease to the prevention of Alzheimer's. If you have a question for the doctors on the topics we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. Dr. Nemeth, uh, go ahead. I'm giving you the floor. I, you know, age has made me wise, I think, and I've learned that all difficult questions I refer to Dr. Katranjian. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, there we go. So, go ahead, Dr. Um, Katranjian. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So the question was, um, newer treatments. What are the newer treatments or, that are or, that are, or, are on the horizon? That are on the horizon. Right. Things that are available for periodontal disease that maybe other people aren't using. One of the things that we're using is a special chemical. That's a, it's a desiccant, and what it does is it removes all fluids, all anemia, anything that's edema, anything that's in the tissue. It just wait. I'm going to stop you out. here because they're not all biology majors. Sure, are sure, there? Sure. What's a desiccant? A, a desiccant. So something, something that dries out I tissue. See. So uh -huh. if you can imagine periodontal disease, we have quite a bit of fluids building up in the, in the tissue. Uh -huh. uh, you have inflammation, infection, bacteria is just creating all sorts of reactions in the soft tissue. Uh -huh. And so what this does is it actually draws out all the fluid and brings out everything and kills everything on contact. Uh -huh. So it's almost like what's old is new again. It's just a newer version of 
you know, a way of removing and disposing of the bad tissue and the bad bacteria in the pockets. And just like the laser works, this works similarly. The laser tends to be a little bit more targeted, whereas this is, is more generalized. So is it an injection? I mean, how is this medication applied? So it's almost like a gel. It's very, it's, it's not very thick, but it's thick enough where when we squirt it into the pockets, it goes and instantly interacts with the tissue. So within a period of seconds, you'll start to see, you know, uh, it's almost like a, a brownish residue that comes out, and we clean all that out with, uh, um, with, with everything else in the pocket. I, I, I've used it, and really what this does, it's a, it's a strong chemical that uh, we inject into the pocket. It kills and destroys uh, the organisms that cause gum disease, and it tends to also cause that, uh, dries out that tissue and helps it, helps those pockets shrink so they're not as deep and they're somewhat easier to clean. So that, that, that is something, and, and very frequently, I know that that Katranji does and I do, we use that in combination with a laser. Mm -hmm. We use them both and uh, it, 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 can, it makes it doubly effective. We do have a question uh, from Susan from Ireland, which is, this is the second time we've had someone uh, calling from Ireland. So Susan says, what are your thoughts on using clove oil for tooth pain until the tooth is treated by a dentist? Well, clove oil has, you know, Amar, it's been around for many, many years. I mean, it's sort of an I think the ancient Egyptians probably even <laughs> used clove oil. No, really, it's been, it's been around for a very long time, and it can be effective in reducing tooth pain. Uh, so clove oil can be used. It may help, but it's not the answer to eliminating the problem, but it may carry you over until you can see a dentist uh, and, and really have it taken care of. The other thing I wanted to mention while I'm on the air is that we have over 400 videos on almost every aspect of dental implants, periodontal disease, uh, cosmetic gum treatment. And if you go to, I think it's under drnemeth.com, uh, you will find any question that you have will probably be addressed in those videos. So you should subscribe to that uh, channel on YouTube and then you'll, anything new that comes up, you will get, and you can take a look at anything that you might be interested in. Lots of people look at that, and we have close to 200,000 subscribers, and, you know, we're, we're growing all the time because we want people to know the latest and the greatest that's going on in the world of not just periodontics but dentistry. I think that's tremendously important. You know, people just have the access to being able, able to look at the procedures as you're doing them, see what we're talking about here. Because a lot of stuff, I mean, people are still afraid of dentists. They're still afraid of having somebody poke around in their mouth. But before we get on to this topic, I do want to ask Dr. Katranji, you know, we were talking about get, having a bridge, uh, you know, an, you know a, a bridge cover a tooth that's removed and implants. And I thought as we were talking about this earlier, so many times when you go to your regular dentist, if you've got a really serious tooth decay they take the tooth out and then put a bridge and there are lots of people walking around with bridges yeah so can they get rid of that bridge and then put an implant in absolutely so usually we'd like to see people before they get the bridge because what does a bridge do in order for you to get a bridge on you have to 
basically destroy the two teeth next to the to the space. Now, why is that? Why is that? That's an interesting thing. You need to support that that tooth. That false tooth has to grip onto something. Right. And where we get that is from the adjacent teeth, the teeth next to it. So that's where all the stability comes from. But now what you're doing is you're creating more forces on those teeth and a more difficult area to clean. In some cases, we'll see decay underneath the, the bridge. And now instead of losing one tooth, you may have two teeth that are failing or three teeth. Um, so it makes the area a little bit more difficult to treat. So when we're doing these treatments, when we're looking at these patients, when they lose a tooth, it's important to treat them before they get the bridge because it's much easier for us to save a tooth that hasn't been cut and, you know, used as a as a as an abutment um, for the for the bridge. Well, I, I think this is really important information because I know a lot of people who are walking around who've had a bridge put in their mouth where they've lost a tooth and then they've had to get a bridge, whether that's the front or the back. And it's just commonplace, I think, within dentistry to accept that that's the only alternative you have. So what you're saying is that's not the only alternative. You can just replace the tooth, get the bad tooth taken out, forget about the bridge, and eliminate bridges altogether. Right. The gold standard, the gold standard now in dentistry to replace a tooth is, in, is a dental implant. We have, you know, over 50, 60 years of evidence that proves that this is a viable long-term solution. And in many, you know, many of our cases, significantly longer than even bridges. One other quick question I want to ask you is that a lot of people think that if they have damage or decay in a, in a molar, a back tooth, wisdom tooth, well, wisdom teeth they take out, but that it's okay to just have that tooth extracted and nobody sees it anyway. Talk to that. Is that important for us to get an, an implant where we have a, you know, a molar that is, is getting decayed and is going to have to be removed? Absolutely. I mean, so with, with your teeth, if you think of the equilibrium in your, in your mouth, mm -hmm. you bite on one side, you chew on one side. If you don't use all your teeth on one side and you start using the other side more, what's going to happen is that side's going to break down. Mm -hmm. And you have two molars on each side, on the upper right. and two, two on the bottom, two on the upper, and, and they grind against each other. Mm -hmm. And they're supportive of each other. If you lose one, you're doubling the pressure on the other one. Mm -hmm. So it's important for you to replace that and another thing is, is the tooth maintains the bone. If you lose a tooth, you lose the stimulation that holds on to the bone. An implant works like a tooth in that it stimulates the bone. So you want to make sure that you're holding on to your bone in your jaw, just like you want to hold on to your, the bone in the rest of your body. I, I had a patient recently who lost some teeth. And because that the bone, uh, if, if you don't replace those teeth, that bone tends to atrophy or shrink. The patient said, my, my my cheeks are are caving in uh, you know I, I don't know what's going on i used to have full cheeks and and now i, I i'm looking much older cuz my cheeks are caving in and that's because the bone that is withering away and that bone helps to support the cheek tissue yeah i, I mean it's amazing information because i i think that we 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 become so acceptable of having a tooth pulled and just getting a bridge or living without a back tooth there. We don't realize the whole mechanics of why it's very important and the movement of the teeth in general. But anyway, we're running out of time in this segment, so we'll come back and talk more on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show, and we're talking about how the treatment of gum disease can prevent many catastrophic diseases. 
If you have a question, you can reach the doctors by calling 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. We don't want you to miss this opportunity to talk to the doctor directly. You're listening to the Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Katranji radio show on 760 WJR. <laughs> Welcome back to the last segment of this special live edition of the Dr. Nemeth radio show. Joined with Dr. Amar Katranji. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. And we're here tonight talking to both doctors, both certified, board-certified periodontists in Southfield, Michigan. They're with us discussing the latest treatments in periodontic care and tooth replacement. This is our final segment. So if you have a question for the doctors on the topics we're discussing tonight, please call us at 800-859-0957. By the way, uh, Anne Marie's uh, family did come in, and her daughter, Siobhan, was a patient, and she also brought her husband. I don't know. Can Siobhan, can you chime in on this at yeah, all? Yeah, ab absolutely. It's, it's interesting because having been on the show before, I had heard so much about all the technology and the, the gum exam and everything. So I, you know, my husband and I, we play in a band together. We travel a lot and, you know, we're trying to get on the preventive health train here. And so I said to him, we have to go in and get this, this examination because, you know, these are like we've talked about preventable diseases that can be indicated in the mouth, you know, early on. So we came in and I had the exam and um, mine looked okay, but I still needed a pretty intense cleaning. But Brock, my husband, had all five of the <laughs> offenders on the list. And it was amazing to watch when he came in and, you know, had had the little uh, gum sample taken and you put it on the microscope on the big screen. And I have a video of it that I show to my friends now because it's it's absolutely unbelievable what you see on this screen. It's like an entire colony of of things and it's you know without knowing what to look for i mean it was it was pretty remarkable to watch and he's at you know now going to have to come question? in and get the lanap procedure with you um that he just scheduled so it was an interesting experience yeah with you know siobhan was talking about how her husband had all and the, the right. thing that i want to throw in here is young people think this doesn't apply to them young people think this type of serious gum disease only happens to old people and that is a fallacy it's a big mistake i think that young people need to know that they can be just as infected yeah. with these parasites at, at any age you know i mean so, it, go ahead Dr. so yeah that goes down to this question here i mean you know what is how, how does genetics play a role it doesn't matter your age your genetics are predestined at this point so if you're genetically susceptible you know, yes, you're younger, you have a little bit more resistance when you're younger, but if you're susceptible to the disease, it's going to be active. If you take care of it earlier, usually you don't have that damage that you might see later in life in some people who have had no treatment. So we always call periodontal disease the quiet disease. Right. People don't realize it's going on. Everybody right. says, I've never had a problem before, I don't have any pain. Pain doesn't necessarily mean disease yeah right. i can attest to that i mean he you know he's 35 for reference you know and i mean he, he has guy. no pain he doesn't have bad breath i mean i would have never known and so it was it was pretty shocking to see the results yeah. <laughs> right yeah so genetics... that's why most people lose their teeth from periodontal disease because it's not a quiet disease it's a silent killer that's uh -huh. really what yeah, i call absolutely. it because right. it's <laughs> way more serious than people know and most people who lose their teeth do lose it from periodontal disease or gum disease because it's silently destroying the bone around the teeth. Usually there's no pain. By the, pa by the time the patient is aware of it, 
unless a dentist catches it early or, the, or there, something unusual goes on, by the time they're really aware of it, very often it's so far advanced that unfortunately some or sometimes even all of the teeth have to be removed. So you really want to make sure that you see your dentist regularly and ask specifically about about your gums. I think I, I think that's very important. I think we have a caller, Sean. We, we do, do you have a caller? Yeah, we do have ahead, a caller. So we, we have Lisa from Atlanta on the line. Lisa, what's your question? Uh, yes, thanks for taking my call. I had a failed root canal, and um, I was sent to uh, see if I was a candidate for an implant. The oral surgeon looked at it, and he said, and he showed me the x-ray. He said, it's just too thin to do it. So I went to a prosthodontist, and he said, well, there's someone I want to send you to. I want to see if someone else thinks they could do it. So I had the dental implant four weeks ago, but the only way it could be done was because he agreed there wasn't enough bone as the first one, he had to literally extract this crooked tooth I had next to it, center the implant post, and then they, you know, the same day I had this, they put on that temporary, you know, where you have two teeth that fit on one post. And then in December, I go back to see if it's healed, and then I go to the prosthodontist. But there'll be like a bridge implant. So I'm really not sure um, <laughs> if this was the best choice or the only so, choice. But This is a Dr. Katranji Yeah, answer. so I, I will say that, uh, that that's probably not the way um, I would have... And it's hard for me to always, you know, comment on these things. But typically, I won't do that unless, you know, where where in the jaw was this problem? Um, the lower center tooth. So the, the lower center, center. The lower the center tooth center. can be a very difficult area, um, and in those cases, you know, they can be complicated with space. If you don't if you don't have enough space, for instance, sometimes it's easier to take a second tooth out. Um, and then do that. My my preference would have been to place the implant on one side or the other and do something called a cantilever. But I know a lot of doctors who put it in the center and then have, you know, two teeth um, coming out from that in the middle. But everybody does things differently. In the in the front of the jaw, the front bottom, that can be a very difficult space. Well, if, that's if you what don't he told enough. me. He said, yes. I do so yeah. many of these. That's a tough area. But we've got to cut you off now because we have some other things we need to talk about. We love you very much, but okay. we have to go <laughs> on to other Thank you things. very much, Lisa, Thank you. for calling. Uh, go ahead. So, we got a couple of other calls. Uh, uh, we have one patient who wants to know about burning mouth syndrome. Well, burning mouth syndrome is really pretty common, and it tends to, it tends to happen as uh, very frequently we see it in postmenopausal women with their hormonal changes. Uh, it, it's difficult to treat, but it tends to come and go, uh, thing, and it goes along with dry mouth frequently, and there are things that one can use to uh, moist, keep your mouth moist. What, what, what are some of, uh, what's the name of some of the things that are used? Stella Life, uh, we use something Stella like Stella Life. Life that There's something really called, starts with a B. Biotene. yeah. So uh, there's not really any specific treatment for it. Uh, it will tend to come and go, and I think eventually it probably will get better. 
It can have to do with medications, because certain medications will dry your mouth out. When your mouth is drier, more, more, there's more of a tendency to have uh, burning, burning mouth uh, syndrome. We have a minute. If you, you have another question, Dr. Nemeth? Uh, yeah, one patient says, how do you know if you need Lenap or not? Well, it depends. first of all, it's going to depend who you go to. There are some periodontists who use Lenap a lot and other periodontists that don't. Uh, I think you really need to be evaluated by your dentist or by a periodontist. If you have periodontal disease, then I, generally I think Lenap is, is, that's in order, but it's hard to know if you need Lenap unless we know what's going on with your mouth, quite frankly. So they have to, the bottom line is they really need to go and see a periodontist and have a, a serious evaluation. Or a general dentist. Like a what you're general doing. dentist can, you know, usually tell if there's bone loss. Sure. I'm going for the periodontist. Um, <laughs> go to the specialist whenever you have an opportunity to go to the specialist. Well, this has been a great show, but unfortunately we're out of time. And that wraps it up for the Dr. Joseph Nemeth and Dr. Amarka Tranji radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the North American Society of Periodontists. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Drs. Katranji and Nemeth for talking to us this evening about taking charge of our health, being proactive, and avoiding the devastating results of undiagnosed periodontic disease. To take a closer look at the practice, please go to YouTube or search drnemeth.com. You'll find a wealth of informative videos on the many treatment modalities now available to treat gum disease. Thank you also to my co-host, Siobhan Cronin. To learn more about Dr. Nemeth and Dr. Kadranji's periodontal practice, you can reach them directly at 248-357-3100. That's 248-357-3100. Or by visiting them on the web at drnemeth.com. We hope you've enjoyed this special show that, and that you become more informed about periodontal disease and its impact on the major diseases of our time. Good evening and thank you for listening.